Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. Today's topic is Zarya. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm also here with a coach from Wawa's Bootcamp, Wustus. Hey. How's it going? It's going well. Good, good. Uh, so why don't you talk, tell people a little bit about yourself, like, you know, what do you do at Wawa's Boot Camp and, you know, what do you coach? Yeah, so at Wawa's, I'm the head coach and the moderator. Um, a lot of the time I, you know, just look for other coaches and most of the time personally I coach Zarya. Uh, that being said, I also coach a lot of other heroes. Um, anything from, you know, DPS to off tank to main tank to, you know, Lucio, all this stuff. Gotcha. All right, that's awesome. So it's good that we brought you in for the Zarya episode. You should be able to provide a lot of insight into that character. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and just dive right into Zarya. Uh, what kind of character is she, for those who aren't familiar with her? Yeah, so I would definitely say Zarya is more of an off-tank sort of character, which means that um, she's kind of like helping out her main tank, I would say, like a, a Winston or a Rhine. Um, she's similar to Divin that she will protect people, but just has a little bit more damage output um, and helps more against burst damage, I would say. Okay. So, like, in Winston's case, it's more of, I guess, helping him while he's out there, you know, jumping on people, maybe? Yeah. And with, yeah. yeah and so, how did- Winston would jump in and he would, you would shield him as he's going in and maybe he'll take some damage from enemies and that's going to uh, give you some energy in the end. And in Reinhardt's case, I would say it's more like you're shielding him and people are just going to be, you know, shooting at the Reinhardt shield the entire time. So that's just going to help you out and help him out. All right. Great. Uh, now, Zarya, on her person, she, for the most part, she, you know, uses a beam weapon and is able to project shields onto herself and her allies to protect them. And that charges her weapon. That's basically a high level. Would you say that's a high level overview of how she plays? Yeah. So okay. she's got the shields, obviously, and those are her two abilities that she can use. And damage taken from the shields give her charge, which helps her do some more damage. All right, great. Uh, so when would you say that somebody should use Zarya? Yeah, so I would use Zarya if the enemy team has like a lot of burst damage, um, specifically things like uh, Hanzo sometimes, actually. Uh, you can definitely help against scatter errors if people are out of position. Uh, Genjis are good, and then also just like a lot of just frontline damage um, because you can get a lot of charge from it. If they have maybe a D.Va on their team, solo tanking, things like that, because then you can just get a lot of uh, alt charge from that D.Va. 
when your main tank needs some protection, maybe your Ryan's dying too early or your Winston's dying too early, uh, and just you know some teammates that you can play with and stay safe with, essentially, and get charge off of them, and they can be saved by you. All right, great. And how about when you really shouldn't pick Zarya? Yeah, so I would say definitely don't pick Zarya if you're going to be the only tank because a lot of Zarya's, or as Zarya, you need to be playing around your like Winston or Ryan a lot of the time because they're going to be uh, taking most of the aggro from the enemy team. So they're going to be shooting at that main tank instead of you. And uh, Zarya is a little bit vulnerable, I would say, as solo tank. And then if you're playing Zarya with like the ideology to do the most damage possible, then don't play Zarya because you can always do more damage as an actual DPS. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so let's talk about her primary fire, uh, the particle beam. Well, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So it's um, a straight beam, and it's cannot be deflected by Genji, cannot be eaten by Diva, which helps getting through things like that, which is why it's really good against maybe solo tank Diva. It does 97 DPS over the course of a second, uh, and it takes 20 ammo, which means one clip is five seconds of shooting. And it's good for just focusing people down, especially when you're high charge, but you have to be accurate with it. You have to have very good tracking because it takes time to track someone down. Uh, it's really good against Diva because that gives you a lot of all charge. It's good against Genji because it kind of gets him out of position when he pushes up. He'll use that deflect to try to like maybe save himself. Uh, and you can go obviously right through that deflect with your beam. Uh, and it's good against bigger targets because that lets you build grab. They're easy to track, and it's just constantly doing damage. Well, and uh, can I ask a, a quick question? On the 97 DPS now, how does that change as you gain charge from shields? Yeah, so as you gain uh, energy from shields, each point of energy that you gain will do 1% additional damage until you get to 100 charge, which is the or 100 energy, which is the maximum, and that'll do 100% more damage, meaning double damage. Great. All right, so her uh, secondary fire, which is the particle cannon projectile, we'll call it. Um, what can you talk a little bit about that? And yeah, when it should be used. <laughs> so it's uh, an AOE essentially bomb that you shoot out of your gun uh, on a direct hit at zero charge. It'll do 47 damage and you shoot one per second. Each one that you shoot will take 25 ammo out of your gun, which means that you can do or you can shoot four with a full uh, ammo clip. However, if you shoot one with one ammo left, it's still going to do full damage. It's really good for groups of people. It's really good for maybe a Genji that's jumping around. You you can kind of predict where he's going to land, and you can shoot a right click where he's going to land, and that'll knock him around. Uh, maybe a Lucio's, you know, riding a wall. You can knock him off the wall because the uh, right click has some knockback to it. Uh, and then again, groups. It's really good because it'll hit all of them because of the AOE. I th oh. I think I've seen Zarya's do uh, grenade jumps too. Can you do? Can you get to any parts of the map uh, that you couldn't get without it? Yeah, so it's not a huge grenade jump. It's not as good as soldiers, obviously, or even fair, as I would say. Um, but it helps with little things, trying to get above things that are you know just out of reach to jump up to. And then mobility-wise, it speeds you up a little bit. Not a huge amount, though. Uh, so it's okay, but not great, because you have to do it a lot. And obviously, you take damage. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, Bob actually already touched on energy a little bit. Let's dive a, a little bit deeper into that. So uh, this, I mean, this is a lot of what playing Zarya is when you project your your uh, your barriers on yourself and on uh, your allies. Obviously, you want to save them, but you also want to get as much energy as possible because it kind of it, it makes you dangerous um, as Zarya. So you know, why don't we get into a, a bit more about the barriers and how you collect energy from there? Yeah, totally. So energy is a passive ability that Zarya has. You gain energy by shielding damage that is taken by people who you have shielded using your abilities, whether that be yourself with your personal barrier or someone you've projected barrier. Often that's going to be your main tank, maybe your Winston or your Reinhardt. For every five damage taken by the enemy, you gain one point of charge. So if it does 100 damage, you get 20 charge from it. And each point of energy that you gain, you do 1% more damage. Uh, Zarya is super heavily dependent on charge. If you're at zero charge, you're not really going to be able to do anything. But if you're at 100 charge, you can melt entire tanks in a couple seconds. Now you mean 100 energy, because when we say yeah. charge, we're usually talking about alt. So, you, okay, so you mean 100 energy. Gotcha. Just want to separate that for the, for the, for the, for the audience. With each bubble uh, slash shield... Uh, how much energy can you gain from each of those? So, yeah, it used to be that you could gain 50, but now it is 40. So each shield you do has a maximum of uh, 40 energy from each one you put out. And once it hits that 40 energy or 200 damage taken, the shield breaks. Um, keep in mind, though, uh, it will you know, absorb as much damage as it can in a single instance. So, yeah, like a diva bomb, for example, right? Because that that definitely does over two hundred, yeah, uh, two hundred damage. But it, you know, the shield breaks instantly once, you know, once that happens. So, so like a Hanzo ult would break through it, possibly. Yeah, a Hanzo ult would break through it and then probably kill you if you're yeah, not yeah. out of there quick enough. Right. Okay. All right. So um, let's. You know, we just talked about energy. Let's talk about the abilities that give you energy. You know, you are you with the particle barrier and the projected barrier. Um, one, the particle barrier is the one you put on yourself. The projected barrier is the one that you put on your allies, which they're both uh, very similar. It looks like the only uh, difference is the cooldowns. Yeah, so um, the only difference is the cooldowns, which is actually a little bit significant. Your personal barrier pushed, uh, barrier around you it has 200 HP, which means after it takes 200 damage, giving you 50 or 40 charge, it's going to break. Uh, it lasts two seconds, so whether or not um, it's up for this or whether or not you take damage during those two seconds doesn't matter because uh, unless it breaks early. But once you put it up, it's going to last two seconds unless it breaks. Once you use it, it's on a 10-second cooldown, which is really significant. The projected barrier is also 200 HP, also two seconds, but that's only on an eight-second cooldown. The significance between these is that 10 second cooldown means that once you use your personal barrier, that's 10 seconds of just pure vulnerability for Zarya. And you have to keep in mind a lot of the time when you use that barrier, you're going to go really far up to try to get yourself charged. Um, I would say most of the time you are going to be using that personal barrier to try to get yourself energy and maybe save that projected barrier to try to save people a little bit more. Gotcha. And Zarya, she is the tank with the least amount of health, correct? She's tied with Orissa, but Orissa has A fortify and B armor. So yeah, essentially. Okay. Yeah. And Zara has some shields, right? Yeah, two hundred shield HP. Uh and that shield HP after three seconds of not taking damage regens at 
20 shield per second. Uh, so let's talk about the ultimate, which some people are saying that it's the most powerful ultimate in the game, especially with the recent changes. The Graviton Surge, why don't you uh, give us some details on that? Yeah, absolutely. So a huge part of Zarya is her Graviton Surge. It's it's why you focus Divas, for example, or those big tanks that you can easily track. What it does is it essentially shoots a projectile similar to your right click. And once it lands on a surface, whether that be an enemy player, an enemy shield, uh, or the ground or a wall, um, it pulls people into that epicenter and keeps them there for four seconds. The Graviton itself ends up doing 5.5 DPS, so it ends up doing like 22-ish damage, which isn't usually significant, but it always helps. And the big thing, which is in the new update, is the movement abilities are disabled. So Tracers cannot blink out, Genjis cannot dash out, Divas cannot boost out. Uh, it's similar to a Junkrat Trap, which is very significant because essentially now uh, when you pull these people in, all of them are stuck, except for three instances. Reaper can use Wraith Form to get out, Orisa can use Fortify to get out, and Mercy, if she resurrects someone with, during that invulnerability phase, can walk out. And yeah, that, that's that's a very new occurrence. I mean, I think as of as of this recording, they, didn't they just add that last week? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. and it's been rough. <laughs> it's been <laughs> real rough for Cesaria mains. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been okay because I've been playing a lot of Reaper, but I feel bad for everybody else. I have played some some Doom, some Doomfist, and being stuck right there, it's just uh, it's horrible. I know it. It also depends on how how well the Zarya plays. Like if she just pops it in the middle of nowhere, then you know it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, but if you have somebody who remotely knows what they're doing, then I think you're going to be in some big trouble. Uh, so the, the graviton surge, while Zarya, if if she's like fully charged and she has a graviton surge and she has all of her uh, and she's uh, fully reloaded, she can do quite a bit of damage on her own. But there's other characters that she synergizes well with. You want to talk about those synergies a little bit? Yeah, totally. So synergies are usually um, also alt-based because just it's very easy to just finish people off once they're in that grab with a huge alt. Uh, you know, the big ones are Farah because she just does that insane amount of AoE damage right in the center of that grab with her ultimate. And her left click itself with the rockets can do an insane amount of damage. Um, Tracer's Pulse Bomb, it builds up really quick, and you just toss it right in the center, does that AoE to all the people in it. Uh, Doomfist, actually, his ultimate's very good. It does that 300 damage in the epicenter, which hits all the people there, and he's invulnerable while doing it, which is huge, because obviously Pharahs can uh, get defense matrix or shot out of the sky, and Tracers can get reflected defense matrix or even killed earlier. Hanzo, really good as well. He can shoot that maybe longer range, maybe through a wall, so it can't get you know reflected or anything, and it does so much damage in that zone. And then Sombra, too, actually, with her EMP, because it just shuts down all the abilities like Defense Matrix, Reflect. It's great. And Shields, too, if there's maybe some yeah, of the Shields in there. Reinhardt Shield, Orisa Shields. Mm, that's great. So Zarya, like the Zarya player themselves, though, they shouldn't be... Just kind of stand there while everybody else does the work. So when oh, Zarya no. has grab, yeah, when Zarya yeah. has graviton surge up, uh, would you say the best way for her to uh, to to work with that is to use her secondary fire, not her primary? Absolutely. So since your secondary fire um, 
does that AOE damage, you're going to want to use it most of the time when you grab, unless there's someone you really need to kill maybe first in that grab. So if there's a Mercy who you think may have that res, like it's okay to just hold left click on that Mercy and finish her down real quick before anyone else. Because else if you kill everyone else and then that Mercy reses them all, it's kind of a pointless grab. The left click doesn't actually go through anybody, right? It just hits the the uh, closest target, right? That's correct. It just hits that one target that you're looking at. And then, so nor most of the time, though, when you do grab, you are going to be wanting to do that right click because the AOE and it's going to hit all of them. Some good use cases. Like I said, like you know, one of the worst things is having somebody waste their graviton surge. You know, you have you. I've had times where like there's four of us coming from spawn, and then I can hear it in front of us that somebody just popped graviton surge. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> you know. So and you just see that one arrow off in, <laughs> off in the distance, and you're like, why, Zarya? Why? Yeah, why did you do that? So uh, when when are uh, good use cases for for graviton? When should a player use the graviton surge? Yeah, so a huge part of using Graviton is making sure that you're uh, with your team when you use it and they're not, say, coming out of spawn. Um, and another big part is when counters are down. So if Reinhardt's shield is still full, maybe Winston has his barrier, Diva's got full defense matrix or is in mech, Zen has transcendence, Mercy has res. All these things can just like completely ruin your grab. So if you pop in, it's huge and you get six people. And then, you know, Reinhardt holds right click and Zen pops transcendence and you guys can't do anything off that, then it's good that you got the grab but you're not going to be able to do anything with it especially if you have no uh people with you sometimes when you should not use it i would say would be if diva's defense major saying because you really don't want to get your grab eaten since it is a projectile it can't get eaten or reflected by genji if your team's not around you say they're coming out of spawn say they're just not close to you they're not ready to combo with your grab and things like your the enemy Reinhardt has full shield. The enemy Zen has transcendence. All these things. Yeah. So a lot of the the the, the times, well, actually, you know, when you when you make the decision to use it or not to use it, I think as a Zarya player, you kind of have to pay attention, right? Because obviously, you can yeah. see if Reinhardt has his shield and it's working. Diva Defense Matrix, we know that that's uh, you know you you can see that up, but seeing that the you know knowing when the enemy team has transcendence or knowing when mercy has res that means you know you have to pay attention like when was the last time mercy res how much time has passed in the game you know when was the last time Zen used transcendence like the same thing and you know winston also you can kind of keep track of when he uses his shield sometimes but you know you got to keep all these things in mind so i would and and winston's the least scary shield of all of them so you can you could you could break through that pretty quick, but yeah. Diva, I would say, is the scariest one for Zarya's ultimate. Yeah, actually, I'm really glad they added the new lines for Diva when she eats people's ults because now I know for sure what happened. Now I know what now <laughs> you know. There's there's some there's some uh, comfort in knowing like, well, she ate it. I, I was an idiot. <laughs> you know, I, I I popped it when I shouldn't have. So, uh, but let's talk about like the strengths and weaknesses of Zarya. Like, what do you say her her biggest strengths are? Yeah, so she's really good, again, against burst damage because of her shields. Um, she's good against countering D.Va. Uh, it's very hard for a D.Va to play D.Va into an enemy Zarya, just because all the time you're just going to be holding left-click against her, building your Graviton, getting her out of mech, and once that D.Va's out of mech, she can't really do much. Um, and against these big hitbox, low-mobility people like D.Va, like Winston, kind of, like Reinhardt a lot of the time. Uh, Zenyatta's a huge one. You can just melt Zenyatta's all the time. Yeah, he's a bust. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Poor Zen. Um, so uh, what are her weaknesses? Like, what what should she be a Zarya player when when they see a certain character? Should they be looking out for him? Yeah. So a big counter to Zarya is also actually first damage in a way, especially snipers. Uh, Widowmaker and Hanzo, they'll you'll put your shield up. They'll be long range. You'll be in their line of sight, and then your shield will go down after two seconds, and then they'll just go on shooting you. And there's ten seconds until you have your shield again. Uh, flankers, Genji and Tracer will do the same thing. They'll wait for your shield to be down, then they'll focus you down. Since you're such a big hitbox, you can get you know two clipped by Tracer. Genji can just stand behind you and throw shurikens at you and then another big one which is actually a little bit different is reaper uh instead of waiting for your shields to go down he can just go right through your shields and sure he'll give you that 40 energy but it's not going to matter because you're going to be dead in two seconds anyway yeah see often when i do reaper if she's half life then i'm going to shoot through it if she's not i'm probably going to just go ahead and wait it out yeah a big part of zarya actually is those personal barriers, once those personal barriers are down, you're very vulnerable. You can't be too far up. You know, you got to be with your team because once that's down, the enemy team sees that it's down. They see that there's no way to protect yourself and you have no mobility as Zarya. Yeah, like it, 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 it's open season. It's kind of like um, Roadhog when he misses his hook. And this is be- even, yeah. this is even before when before they neutered Roadhog, you know, like they even before like with Roadhog when, when he was big and scared, if he missed his hook, it was open season on Roadhog, you know. Yeah. So was, or when yeah. you know Winston jumps in without his bubble or something. Yeah, exactly. So this, you definitely gotta you'll know, watch out for that because not only yeah, go, the, so go ahead, Bob. Oh, I was just gonna say the times that I have tried to play Zarya. Uh, I oftentimes find my, my, myself using personal barrier way too early and then just standing there going, what do I do? Die. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's what usually happens. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think um, it's important to note that, you know, while dying sucks, there's even a bigger implication to when, you let, when you're open and vulnerable like that. And that's the fact that you're now just charging enemy ults. And charging enemy ults as a tank is is even worse than a DPS, you know, because you have such a large health pool. So you want to kind of keep all that in mind, you know, just play smart, <laughs> you know. So uh, we did talk, we did touch on character synergies in, the, in a bit earlier, um, you know, with Winston and with Reinhardt, but also Doomfist is, uh, he's a new character, but he also synergizes with Zarya. You know, how would, like, we want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. So the synergy with Winston and Reinhardt's very good because you can shield them, you get a lot of charge from it, it gives them an opportunity to maybe escape in Winston's case, it'll let his uh, jump cooldown get a little bit lower. In Reinhardt's case, maybe he can take that opportunity to drop his shield and let it recharge some at the same time giving you energy that helps you do more DPS. And in Doomfist's case, it's kind of a little bit of both, I would say. Um, It gives him a chance. He can just go all the way in, in a way, uh, get a pick, because he has that insane burst damage. And then you can shield him, and that gives him that you know, two-second cooldown window just to get his cooldowns back up and get out of there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do have another question too on the Winston Reinhardt uh, 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 bubble synergy. So, should you maybe tell your Winston when he's jumping in not to throw his shield down too quick, or should you tell Ryan to drop 
to drop shield because you're you're bubbling him yeah absolutely you can it's always amazing to communicate with your main tanks like that uh it's a little bit situational if they have a huge amount of burst damage or huge huge mobility if you shield your winston too early he might get dived on after it's down and then he might be in kind of a tough spot there but most of the time it's going to be good to shield him as he's jumping in or when your ryan is you know needs to reset his shield maybe you see that your reinhardt shield is breaking you can shield him just a millisecond before it breaks, and then it protects him because people are going to be spamming him. It gives you energy. It gives him a chance to fall back. It's perfect. And just communicating, saying stuff like that, yeah. Right. I would definitely... And in Doomfist's case, you can always say, like, go ahead, go in. Like, I, I can bubble you, and then actually make sure that you can bubble him. Right. And characters that uh, really are good against... Uh, uh, are good to go against when you're playing Zarya would be players with splash damage, uh, players with projectiles, right? Because they basically feed the the bubbles like basically automatically. Yeah, you know, junk rats, pharahs, they're just going to be spamming those high damage projectiles in. You can just kind of like stand in front of them and get full charge. Uh, sometimes soldiers, if they like to just shoot your shield and maybe they'll, they're helix rockets because they'll just be spamming that Rhine shield or shooting at your Winston all the time and that can give you a lot of charge. First damage like Reinhardt charges, you'll shield whoever gets pinned or maybe you yourself will purposely get pinned and put your bubble up right beforehand. Uh, yeah, those are all great examples. Oh wow! So you can turn your your personal uh your personal bubble on while you're getting charged, or do you have to activate it before ride hits you? Yeah, you have to activate it right before you're pinned. So okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, most of the time, like it'll last long enough for you to get run into a wall. I mean, if you're going long distance, then it's not, you know it's not going to make a difference. But yeah, I've definitely uh, done that on more than a few occasions. Um. So yeah, you mentioned Farah and Junkrat. You know, using uh, Zara, you know, the bubble to get energy from that. Would you consider Zarya a counter to Junkrat or Farah because of that? I would say maybe not a counter because that kind of implies that she's really good at killing them. And in Farah's case, it's very hard to kill a Farah if you ever hit a right click on like a Farah that's all the way up in the sky. You're you know, Grandmaster yeah. already just about. And Junkrats, <laughs> they have all that burst damage. So if you get too close, he'll go right through your shield. It's the same case with Reaper. Um, so maybe not a counter, but maybe they help Zarya do more. Right. Um, yeah. Well, they can they can certainly help the team, your enemy team, yell at their Junkrat. Stop feeding <laughs> Zarya. Who's giving the Zarya charge? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is the Zarya I say full that charge? constantly. Yeah. I'm just like, I, and I don't get it. Like, 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 lots of times we don't even have it. Like, we've got Soldier, and then I'm Reaper, and I'm like, it hasn't been me, guys. It's always the Soldier. <laughs> it's always the Soldier. Uh, yeah, so I, you know what I've been finding um, is that, because I play a lot of Orisa, and I pay attention when other characters play Orisa, and Orisa has that sustained damage. And people, I think, people who play Orisa aren't necessarily used to taking their finger off of the trigger. And what I see a lot is Zarya put a bubble up, and they don't even stop firing at her. <laughs> you know that is dangerous. 
and bursting through that bubble can sometimes work if they're you know all the way you way too far up. But um, and that's obviously one of the weaknesses of Zarya. If you go too far up, you have to predict like, what if they just break this bubble early? Like, how am I going to get out of here? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not awful, but if the Aris is the only one shooting at him, it's definitely not great. Yeah, definitely not. So, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on into common mistakes and misconceptions about Zarya. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So a lot of the time, with Zarya, you'll you know, get way too far up, you'll think, oh, I, I can play, you know, way in front of my team because I'm full charge or something like this. But um, almost all of the time, you should be playing behind your main tank. Except maybe during a fight, in which case it's a little bit more fluid, I would say. You can play all the way back with your healers or something like that to protect them. Uh, and getting just too aggressive, especially when you have high charge, you may think like, oh, I have high charge, I can play all the, you know, this way, way far up and try to, you know, fight them in their spawn or something. But when you're high charge like that, you're such a huge target and they're going to try to make you use your personal barrier soon. And so you got to make sure that when, once your personal barrier is down, you're out of there. And when you're high charged, you know, ideally they don't shoot at you ever because they never see you and you're just sitting there doing 200 damage per second to one target at a time. Or maybe you're building your Graviton and they don't see you and you come behind them or something and you pop that grav, you get six people and you kill them all. Right. Okay. And uh, also about using shields incorrectly is a big problem. Yeah, so you really got to worry out with using those shields. Uh, some people use them too much. Um, like, with the second they get off cooldown, they'll put that personal barrier up. They won't get any charge from it. Uh, you may only use your personal barrier. I see this a lot when I'm coaching. Some people during fights may just, like, forget to use projected barrier until something happens, like they hear an ultimate. Um only using your barriers to get charged for yourself. Uh, your personal barriers you can use mostly to get charged for yourself, but projected barriers you should definitely be using to save your teammates most of the time. Uh, and then using them against the wrong enemies. So maybe if you know there's only a Winston shooting at you, then there's no reason to really shield against him. Or maybe you know only uh, Mercy or something. Uh, I do yeah. feel like when I play yeah. Zarya, I'm really good at using my personal barrier when someone's reloading. <laughs> I'm like, dang it, I should have, I should have known yeah. that he was just, he just <laughs> shot his last bullet. Uh, and those shields are such a huge part of Zarya. There, her damage. That's her, you know, building graviton. That's both of her abilities. So you've got yeah. to you've got to mm-hmm. capitalize on like the really good Zarya's. I'll see like no matter what, they're up to eighty charge like right at the beginning. Like they're already pumped up. Uh, oh, another good way to like good things to do at the start. Uh, did we cover that? Like trying to get in front of a a a Reinhardt fire strike, things of that that nature is that what you're wanting to use personal for yes you can use personal bubbles really early uh in the game to try to you know stand in front of reinhardt fire strike an awesome example i find a lot of the time is maybe hollywood where things like torbjorn are run and reinhardt are run and they'll throw that fire strike and then that turtle be off to the side and you can just say to your team like hey if there's a turret like wait a second before shooting at it so i can get full charge and you know by the time that Reinhardt throws his E, and by the time the Torbjorn shoots his thing, you already have full charge. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. I actually, I, I want to go back to the the particle beam for a second because I uh, had a thought that I didn't think about before, and it could just be a misconception. It could just feel like she's able to hit more, but does her energy levels affect the length of the beam or the wideness of the hitbox of the beam? Because it feels like it when it's charged up. Yeah. So when it does not affect the length of the beam, but it very slightly affects the width of the beam. I find, especially closer range. Um, however, that might just be like a graphical effect. Because I, I'm, when I'm charged up, it definitely feels like I'm getting way more hits with it than when I'm, I'm not. Like, you know, I'll even be, depending on how high the Thara is, it's even super easy for me to melt a Thara in the sky. Obviously, if she's at top height, not happening. But that's why I was asking about the length and the width. So it, it definitely appears bigger. You know, when Zarya is charged up, the enemy team should know because she should be a big red glowing ball. You know, at that point, she looks dangerous. But uh, yeah, I definitely noticed that when I'm charged up, it's just way easier to, you hear the hit confirms, you uh, you see the people melting way faster than with the smaller beam, which almost seems like it takes, it feels like it takes like a second just to register the damage. So that's why I was asking. So that, that, that. Yeah, it does tick quicker, right? Like you, you hear those those damage clicks faster. Oh, for sure. Uh, but it's, it feels like it registers faster too. Like you know, like I with with the with the with, let's say you're at zero or ten or ten energy. You know, it feels like uh, when I'm at like eighty energy. As soon as the beam goes into that person's range, it's it's hitting them. Whereas with the smaller one, it you know you have to be more exact. You know. So that's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It it, it 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 graphically it obviously gets bigger. Um, it actually has a very large hitbox. Period. Um, even when you're at zero charge, a lot of time it'll hit outside of where you think it's gonna hit. Um, if you go in the training range, you can definitely see you you know you'll be aiming way off to the side, and your the graphical beam itself won't even hit the enemy, but you'll still be getting those damage ticks. So it might just, you know, look bigger and that might help a little bit with aiming. Uh, it's kind of an interesting thing there. Yeah, yeah. So it could just be perception. <laughs> that's that's the thing. So, uh, but any final thoughts on Zarya? Um, just final notes would say, you know, if you're playing Zarya, huge things that I see all the time. I've coached 70 students and things that I see all the time are, you know, being too aggro and using your shields incorrectly. Those Those shields are just such a crucial part of Zarya. Uh, a great thing to remember and just like keep in mind for kind of the mentality of playing of Zarya is she rarely dies. As Zarya, you know, if you can stay alive after a team fight and conserve that energy, it's huge. Okay, great. Alright, so yeah, I think that's going to wrap up uh, this episode. If you guys have any questions about what we just talked about, uh, please feel free to send an email to contact at preparetoattack.com and uh, we can see about getting those questions answered for you. Um, also, you know, definitely thank Lucas for coming on to the show and talking about Zarya. <laughs> so thanks for spending the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's, you know, you, you work with Wawa's Bootcamp. Can you talk to us a little bit about Wawa's Bootcamp? Yeah, Wawa's Bootcamp is a free coaching community. We have more than 300 GM coaches. They all coach for free. We have every hero, uh, you know, In my case, I obviously coach for Zarya, and I love coaching for Zarya. We have a great community. We do pugs. 
Uh, we have, you know, pros, community figures like yourself. Uh, it's it's awesome. All right, great. And uh, do you, the Sweat Wallows Boot Camp, you operate mainly in Discord. Uh, so yeah. so what's the, how, how can people get into Wawa's boot camp? So if you want to join the Discord, it's discord.gg slash Wawa's boot camp. That's W-A-W-A-S-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P. Uh, we also have, you know, a Twitter, a Facebook, all these things. You can just Google it and you'll find it somewhere. All right, great. Uh, now, uh, me and Bob, you can find us over on Mash Those Buttons, where we have a podcast for quite a few different games. Me and Bob are on Watchpoint Radio, that is our podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community, and you can check that out on live stream every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. EST, and on uh, we release on all other platforms Wednesday morning. So every week on Wednesday mornings, you can find a new Watchpoint Radio in either your iTunes or your Google Play Music, SoundCloud, however you like to listen. Uh, you can follow Watchpoint Radio at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. Also, you know, Facebook.com slash smash those buttons, Twitter.com slash smash those buttons, and YouTube.com slash smash those buttons. So, you know, if you want to hear uh, more from me and Bob on the weekly stuff that's going on Overwatch, uh, and Anthony as a third guy, he's not the redheaded stepchild here, <laughs> but he's just not on the show, uh, you know, you can check us out over there. Um, also, we did this, this, this series in conjunction with Mayhem.gg, which that is a platform that you guys at Wawa's Bootcamp, you use to help with the coaching, correct? Yeah, so uh, Mayhem is a VOD review site. It has live sessions. It has recorded sessions. Uh, you know, you can draw on the screen. You can pause it, and all that's synced up. It's awesome as a coach to use because my students can just send me a VOD, and then whenever I have some time, I can just say, you know, start a reaction, and I can pause the video, draw a little bit, talk about it, and it records my voice, and it syncs that all up and sends it back to the student. It's an awesome site to use, and I honestly, it's a gift. Yeah. Like it's definitely way more than VOD reviews. Like, you know, you can go in, like I said, you could draw on the screen and you, you know, he can keep his video going and keep talking about what's happening while pausing the VOD that they're looking at. It's, it's a really great tool, you know, more so than something you'd find on YouTube. <laughs> so trust me, it, yeah, it's a big absolutely. difference. Big difference. Uh, do you have any personal social media you want to give out or? Um, not really. I have a, I have a Twitch, but I, I don't really stream much. If you ever want to contact me, you can just PM me on discord. All right. How about you, Bob? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at blazing underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. Yeah. And you can find me at underscore jaw underscore on Twitter. I also stream very casually. I do not have any fancy setups going on either. So, so, uh, I'm, that's at switch.tv slash church of jaw. But like I said, it's, it's pretty rare. Most of the time it's just cause I'm lonely on a Friday night, you know, <laughs> something like that Friday, Saturday. So, uh, but yeah, you can check us out there. Uh, you know, we encourage you guys to, um, you know, if, if you enjoyed the show and, you want to uh, help us out the best way to do so would be there's a couple ways to do that you can share the podcast with others especially people who like this series is built for people who um are new to overwatch or are looking to learn new characters looking to improve their game a bit um so if you know somebody who needs the help bronze player silver player go ahead and pass in the link so they can uh you know get informed and hopefully get up to gold and maybe to the platinum promised land so uh you know th that's a great way to help out also if you could go to your platform of choice uh like on itunes and leave a rating and a review that is a tremendous help and if you leave a review on itunes uh if you want to you can mention the next character that you want to see 
uh, in the next batch of shows, and the character that gets the most votes, we will put that into the next batch of shows. So you can go ahead and do that, and um, yeah, we, we, will, we will get that done. I'd also like to thank Good Luck Have Fun for allowing us to use Sounds Like Overwatch as the theme for this show. You can check out Good Luck Have Fun on YouTube where he has a bunch of videos uh, that are inspired by game music or inspired by games and use the sounds from said games to make the song. So I would highly recommend checking out Good Luck Have Fun on YouTube. But I think that's it for us on this episode. Once again, big thanks to, thanks to Woostis for coming through and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.